What is up, everyone? It is RD, the Mono Maverick. And as always, this show is sponsored by Talamina Outfitters. TalaminaOutfitters.com or at Talamina Outfitters on Instagram. Check them out. They're doing really good stuff. So, let's start out. Um, it is about 4 o'clock. It is a soggy, rainy afternoon here in Phoenix on a Sunday. And I'm broke. But you know what? I'm happy. Broke but happy. Who knew such a thing could exist? But, you know, ain't too bad. I got my friends. I got gas in my tank. So I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, I, um... I got hit with rent at a very inconvenient time. Made my rent just fine, but didn't leave me much to spare, so... I've been eating off of mac and cheese and hot dogs. And I just spent my last $7.99 on gas for my bike to get me through the next week until I get paid. It's December, you know, it's hard on everyone. But I gotta say, you know, I gotta appreciate all the support. Um, I actually, I had a buddy reach out and offer me, you know, uh, like 25 bucks. I told him, nah, I'm good, man. Don't need it. And he said... Some, he said something along the lines of like because uh, I, I was helping out a friend um, her name's Angel uh, Lilac Lafour on Instagram I'll actually pull her up here yeah uh, Lilac Lafour at Lilac Lafour but um she was go she's going through a bit of a hard time you know she's a veteran and uh, she had a motorcycle accident, and we were talking about it and whatnot, and she set up a GoFundMe to help pay for her rehab. And I don't have any money right now, so I figured, okay, well, you know, I might not be able to help her monetarily, but at least I can help her by getting it out there. And so I promoted her stuff, and I told, you know, people like, hey, go check her out, and go help with the GoFundMe if you can. She's a good person. So, she, um, she needed the help, and so I asked for help, but I'm not going to ask for help for my own issues, because I don't have issues. Being broke isn't an issue, it isn't a problem. I think a lot of people see it as some problem, but you know what? The way I see it, just means I'm not going to buy stupid stuff. I'm a 24-year-old kid, you know, or young man, I guess. And as anyone would know, in your 20s, when you don't have children and you don't have many bills, you know, you don't have a car payment or a bike payment or any of that stuff, you tend to buy stupid shit. So, the way I see it, I can't buy any stupid shit. Plus, again, I get paid next week. It's not a big deal. But, um, you know, so I thought that was very sweet of him to reach out. 
James, if you're listening, thank you very much, man. I appreciate the offer, but you know, it's it's no big deal. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite a week. It was it was crazy too because like everyone said it was gonna rain and all this, but I rode throughout the whole week. It didn't rain. It was actually really good weather. So one thing I do like about Arizona is it seems to never get below forty degrees, which is really nice because I I'm I'm not a fair weather rider. Like I'll ride in the rain and I'll ride in the cold. I've ridden in some cold cold weather, but I sort of nowadays I'm I'm of the opinion that. There's no sense in riding, you know, when it's... There's no sense in being miserable on your bike. So I, I try not to ride in anything below about 35 degrees. But I will, you know, if it happens, it happens. It's not a big deal. Like, if it's if it's 35 the mor- in the morning when I get up at 6 and I'm going into work, but it's going to warm up throughout the day, then yeah, I'll ride. Uh, I uh, spent yesterday cleaning up my bike. I took a bunch of stickers off, you know, just stuff that had no relevance to me anymore. Um, uh, just I wanted a cleaner look on the bike. I thought the bike was looking a little bit uh, shitty with all the stickers. So I took all those off and did an inspection, checked my coolant. Going to have to drain that. I, pr- I think I have a head gasket leak on the rear cylinder, and it's running fine. I mean, the bike runs just fine, but there is oil collecting on the um, the rear cylinder fins, so it's either a head gasket leak or it's leaking somewhere else. I'm not really sure. So, brake pads are good. It needs an oil change because since I've been riding it a lot more, I've been putting a lot more miles on it. And let's see. Um, yeah. So oil change, coolant flush. I really need to flush the uh, the brake lines, put some fresh fluid in there, and the hydraulic clutch. I need to flush that and put some fresh fluid in there as well. But you know, it's it's like, ah, uh, do I really want to do that stuff? I don't really have the tools necessary to do all of it. I could, I could flush the, I could flush the brakes. That's not hard. Uh, I've never messed with a hydraulic clutch, so I don't know exactly what goes into changing the fluid on that. I need to read the manual. Um, I'm kind of waiting until I, I. A lot of the things I'm covering, like things that I I do on my bike, I try to wait till I do it in class. That way, I have an understanding. For example. Cylinder head gaskets. I could do a cylinder head gasket, but that means I gotta take out the tank, which means depressurizing it. And, ugh. So, um, I haven't noticed any like real. Like it doesn't seem like it's slower. It's not blowing out or anything. So I don't know if it's necessarily a gasket leak. Could be. Could not be. I'm not sure. What I'd really like to do, if I had like a week and probably about a thousand bucks, is I'd like to go in and just change it all out. Put in fresh gaskets, take the tank off, clean it up, um, 
go in and check the uh, steering head bearing, check the uh, the uh, the rear uh, diff oil again. I'd like to change that out again. That's not even really difficult, and that's really that's an every thirty thousand mile thing. Um, like most most uh, people that I've talked to. When it comes to shaft drives, they try they change the diff oil about every thirty thousand miles. So I have another twenty thousand miles before I need to. So you know, I, I'd like to do some general maintenance. I'd like to change out the airbox. K and N actually makes a really nice uh, open air breather system for that bike. Looks really good, and it would be nice because the old stock airbox. Oh man. Half the half the nuts are seized on it, and the other half are just totally broken. So I know I'm gonna end up, you know, because it's hard plastic. It was from 2002, so that shit gets brittle. So I'm more than likely gonna have to just replace the whole airbox. It'd be a lot easier than having to go in and try and fix the uh, broken plastics or replace it with another OEM one. So probably gonna do that it needs a tune like it it actually needs like a proper tune but to get a tuner and a tune for it I mean it, it's just not gonna happen anytime soon I would like to change out the pipes on my bike but that ain't gonna happen because the nuts are rusted and the tailpipes are uh, rust welded to the headers so yeah it's you know, it's it's it, it, it's a bit of a pile, but I'll tell you that bike it always runs. So, yeah. What I'd like is to get another bike. That way, you know, I have a bike to ride while I'm working on the other one. That's I never understood that. Whenever I was younger, my dad had two bikes. He has Valkyrie and his Harley, and I don't, I never understood why would you have two bikes? They're two touring bikes. I don't get it. it makes no sense. I totally get it now. It's so, if you got to work on one, you have one to ride. Makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense to me now. And talking about that, I've been looking, and I can't believe I'm even going to say this, at FXDLs, Dyna Low Riders. Not the Dyna Low Rider S, because I'm not going to pay 15 Gs for a fucking Dyna. I'm, I'm just not going to. That's ridiculous. But I have been looking at the FXDLs because of uh, Angel Rylak. She had a Dyna uh, Lowrider. I think it was a 2016, I think. 2015, maybe? I can't remember. It was just a good looking bike. I never really cared about it before because I'm when I think Lowrider, I always thought of the single disc Lowriders, you know, kind of older, but. I'll be honest, man, looking at the Dynal Lowrider, the newer ones in the dual disc models especially, I really want one. And then I saw, oh, I made a post on Instagram, and I saw, uh, I was Google searching Dynal Lowriders, and I saw a green one with like gold, and I don't... I guess it's because of my nostalgia, you know, my high school colors were green and gold. And I never even liked the colors then, but now I just think green and gold looks so fucking clean. 
and I saw one, and I was like, oh, man, that looks so good. But, you know, it's like, buy a new soft tail or buy a dyno. You know, a soft tail, you know, if you're willing to travel, you can find, like, a fat bob for, I've seen them as low as 10 Gs. So 10 grand for a fucking 2018 fat bob, that's a good deal. There's actually here... Give me a second. We got a helicopter going over. So, anyways, way we have a uh, uh, there's ride now AZ, which is kind of a they're kind of like a motorcycle superstore. They sell just about like every brand and whatnot. And they're, from what I understand, they're kind of sketchy. But they have a blue. I think it's is it a seventeen? I think it's a 16 or a 17 FXDL. Dual disc model, you know, with the mag wheels and everything. They want 10 Gs and it's got about 10,000 miles on it. It's like right under 10,000 miles. And I just thought, oh my god, like that is a good bike and a great deal. My god. Because I like mid controls, you know, and I do like dinos. Like there are some dinos I definitely like. But it just seems like everyone's either got a street bob, which there's nothing wrong with a street bob. They're cool. I have no issue, really, with a street bob. It's just you see them a lot. So it's like a lot of street bobs, Dynalo Rider S's, which are awesome as well, but, you know, I've seen them. They're cool, but I've seen them. And then you see, like, every now and again, the Dyna Fat Bob. And the Dyna Fat Bob, to me, is... It's, it's a bit of an ugly stepchild as far as, you know, dinos are concerned. It's definitely not a good-looking bike. But I um, I would like to see, you know, some... Maybe an FXDL in my life. I think it's possible. But it's like, do I want to spend ten grand on a dyno? I don't know. It's it, That's a tough decision because it's like ten Gs for a dyno when I could get, like, a really kick-ass Road King, you know, an older Road King for less money. And then you don't have to deal with the motor mount issue and all that, so... Yeah, I don't know. I like it. It's a good-looking bike. I just don't know. I, I don't know, because it's like... I really did the look... But for years, I have not, you know, just once I learned about the issues of the dyno and the way the transmission goes through the swing arm and the motor and all that, like, no, I don't like it. It's a bad design. But God damn it, it's a good looking bike. Fuck. So, who knows? It won't be anytime soon, I'll tell you that much, because, well, let's face it, I am, I have no money. And I probably won't have any money anytime soon. You know, you kind of need money for this kind of stuff. And, well, your boy ain't got no cash. That's why I do a podcast off of my phone. Because, well, let's face it. As long as I have a phone, I can do a podcast. But, I don't know. It's definitely a thought. It's It's been a thought in my head. Maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. Who knows? 
just been, you know, uh, I guess it's been growing inside me since I first saw the FXDL, and I was like, oh, wow, that's really good looking. So, maybe. Again, maybe not. I don't want to... I feel like I would totally be a diner bro. I mean, I would, I would, I would totally be into that. Except the Vans thing. I like having ankle support. I just can't seem to get any ankle support out of a good set of Vans, even the high top ones. So, not gonna be a diner bro, but you know, maybe we'll see. But yeah. Not really much else going on in my life at the moment. I am going to be going home for Christmas here in two weeks. I'm very excited about that. Uh, I got my rental car set up with my job. Thank God I work at Enterprise, 50% off. Makes things a lot easier. I was going to ride, but that's 1,100 miles, 1,300 miles, because I was actually going to go south through Texas, but... I only have essentially a week, and I don't know what the weather's going to be like, and the way the weather's been out here, it's been pretty rainy lately, so I don't know if that's necessarily a good idea, but who knows? I do know that I am excited to go home and see my dog. I am extremely excited to see my family. None of them listen to this show, but that's also because most of them are technologically illiterate and can't figure out how to listen to a podcast. Which, by the way, um, I was going to ask you guys, for anyone that's listening, if you do listen to this show and you have me in my phone number or my Facebook, you know, just say, you know, hey, I heard the show. Because I'd like to know who's listening you know, it gives me a better idea. Do you want me to keep making episodes? I'm going to keep making episodes whether or not you want me to. But, you know, it does help. It's kind of depressing sometimes, though, because I look at my metrics and whatnot. And, like, the first few episodes, we got almost 100 views. And these last few episodes, we haven't been doing so well. So, you know, it... it uh, mm. I'll say this, I think the return show might have been a bad idea. Some of the things I talked about seemed to rub people the wrong way, and I didn't mean for it to go that way, but you know how it gets. You're solo, your mind starts wandering, you say shit you don't mean to. Um, let's see, what else we got? Oh, I am in my Harley Tech 2 class all engines. First week we did nothing but sportsters and the lower the bottom end of twin cams. So pretty cool. I have now taken a sportster all the way down to the split cases and put it back together. Very interesting. Actually very well designed engine. I gotta say I, I gotta give it to Harley man. They really designed a hell of an engine and the transmission. Oh my god so small it's so small but the gears are so just tough and big like very large gears very meaty 
and my instructor Choppy, he's it's like having an old it's like having a grandpa that's worked on motorcycles for forty years. Like this guy's just cool as fuck, funny as hell. I mean, he's very chill, down to earth. You know, he's not a hard ass at all, and he's willing to help you out. Like if you get stuck, he's gonna help you fix it and teach you how to fix it. And I think that's really cool. But I um yeah, so I've done the whole Sportster, done I've done the top end and the bottom end of the twin cam now. Very fun stuff, twin cam. Just on a design, design-wise, the twin cam is a very, very good engine. Uh, talking, if you're talking two cylinders per, what is it, uh, two valves per cylinder, it's got to be the best engine Harley's made. I mean, okay, yes, you have the cam tensioner issue, but if you fix that, like, it's really not that bad. You know, and the actual idea of a twin cam, like the way it's set up, it's really a good, good engine. So, I'm starting to fall in love with twin cams, especially the 88s. I like the smaller twin cams. Of course, I do like the Evos as well. But the problem with the Evos, um, Choppy was explaining, because back in the 90s, in the, yeah, the late 90s, they were taking Evos, and they were boring them out to 88-inch, and then some were being bored out all the way up to like 102-inch, and, or no, not, not 102, 95 inch, that's it. They would bore them all the way out to like 95 inch, and they just can't handle that kind of power. You can get up, get them up to about 88 inch with some good, you know, 10 to 1 compression, and they, um, they seem to hold up well, but after, or past 88 inch, they seem to, um, they, they see seems the Evo can't handle, like the bottom end cases can't handle all the extra pressure, and so they tend to uh, split cases and, you know, create major damage, which is never fun. I still dig it, though. I would love to do an 88-inch, uh, I would love to do an 88-inch twin cam build, just some, you know, mild cams. You know, of course, your stage one set up, carved. So, any which way, I'm back. Um, yeah, I had to take a quick break, but yeah, it's, uh, been pretty interesting what's been going on here lately. I'm, so yeah, I'm going back to Arkansas for Christmas, thankfully, because I don't know if I could stay out here that long without seeing my dog or my family or any of my friends, but I was going to ride and then I ended up not riding. I'm renting a car because I get 50% off at um, at a Enterprise, so car rentals are pretty cheap for me. But I figure I'm gonna go out there and I'll see the grand, you know, my grandparents and all that. I'm uh, I'm excited to go home with the knowledge I have, and I'm gonna talk to some shops, you know, let them know, hey, I'm an MMI student graduating here in July, you know, I, you know, just get my name out there, I really hope to, uh, get some good leads on work, because that would just be amazing, just, you know, if I could get, like, okay, we're gonna hire you, 
or if someone was interested in hiring me. I mean, that makes a huge difference. But, I guess, I guess for me, um, besides all that, you know, I've also been thinking about other things, trying to come up with some new passions. Um, I've developed this sort of doomer personality where I just, I don't really have any goals past finishing school at this point. My only other goals were open my own shop and get married and have a kid. And I don't think I'm going to get married and have a kid just because I don't think there's anyone out there for me. But, um, you know, I still want to open a shop, but that's going to be 10 years from now. I need something, some goals to reach between now and then. And I think... You know, some goals I'd like to reach is buy a few different style bikes, some interesting stuff like, you know, a Valkyrie or a Goldwing, and then buy a Harley. Like, that's the next bike I'm going to buy is a Harley. Like, I, I, I want to buy a Harley. I really like working on them. It's funny, whenever I first came here, like, I was mostly just interested in Harleys, but now I really do have a passion for them. They're so interesting to work on and so easy and fun to work on. Like, I know how to do it all. So, I I really want to buy a Harley. Either a Bagger or maybe an FXDL. Or a Tour Glide would be really cool. Or um, maybe, like, a fucking a newer Softail if I can get a good deal. An older Bagger. Um, you know, a Dyna. All those I, I, I've talked about. Torglide would be cool, but I don't know. That, those are hard to find. And FXR is kind of off the table because they're very expensive. I want one, but, you know, even a cheap FXR is still like... A cheap, decent FXR seems to be between five and seven grand. So, I just haven't been able to find anything that's really cheap right now. But... I really do enjoy Harleys, and they've become a real passion for me. I think that's why I said the things I said in my return episodes, like, because I really do enjoy Harleys, and so I, I, I said some things that, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily, like, regretful of, I guess, like, you know, I don't regret that I said them, because some of them, some of it I really do still feel passionate passionate about but some of it you know I think I could have worded better or explained better you know like I wasn't trying to dog, dog Harleys at all it's just I don't know there were a lot of different things going on then I was kind of in a, a weird place I didn't know what I was doing when it came to the podcast I had done like three podcasts before that None of them just seemed interesting, so I got on that kick, and, you know, I've been doing that since, but I, um, I really do enjoy Harleys, and I'd like to have sort of one of everything, if I could. I, I'd love to do a hardtail Sportster. I think that'd be fun. Uh, Sportster 1200. Put, like, a 1250 kit on it or something. That'd be really fun. And baggers, just because they're you know they're cheap and they're good bikes they're very reliable and 
So, I mean, you know, if you're not too picky, like if you don't want a newer bagger, because I don't really care about, you know, radios and all the electronic stuff. I like older baggers where it's a little simpler. And there's plenty of parts for them. So, I don't really know. It just depends. Again, like I had said, FXDL, that would be pretty cool, but it may or may not happen. I'll tell you, if I did buy an FXDL, first thing, no shit. Before bars, before seat, before pipes, or any of that stuff, I'd buy motor mounts. That'd be the first thing I'd buy is motor mounts. And then after that, I'd go through and, you know, stage one it, put some cans in it, stuff like that. I just think that would be the most critical thing to buy would be the motor mounts. You'd think people would know about that kind of stuff now, but they don't, you know, or maybe they just don't necessarily see it as a priority, but that would be my first priority. And, you know, I mean, what do I know, really? Because, you know, these are all just opinions. It's not like fact or anything. I just, I really enjoy the look of those bikes, but... You know, there are some engineering design elements and whatnot that I don't really agree with. But other than that, I don't really know. I think I just really want a Harley. And I know my, my metric friends out there would probably think I'm crazy, but I already have a metric bike. So I want to experience what a Harley's like. You know, just just as I want to experience what an Indian's like or what a Yamaha VMAX is like or something like that, you know. So, I've been saying you know a lot. Man, that's, that's a shame. I really need to do a better uh, job at that. But that's the part that sucks about doing a solo show is it's just you, so you don't want to leave a bunch of dead air and stuff like that. I don't really know though. I think I need to find some some sort of partner or something like that because I really enjoy having another person to talk to whenever I do these. I use it as my own sort of therapy. You know, I get my thoughts out. I hope you guys enjoy it. That's all I want to do. I mean, there's not a lot of motorcycle podcasts out there, you know. There's more and more, you know, it's growing, but, like, some of them are boring. Of course, you got Fast Life. Honestly, it's the, to me, it's the number one motorcycle podcast. The Low Life Chopper podcast, really good. American Roadrunner with Bob Marshall is also a really good one. Motorcycles and Misfits, that's a pretty good podcast, but I just, I never could really get into it. But... I can't really think of any other... Oh, and of course, Danger Dance Talk Shop. So that, that's about it when it comes to motorcycle podcasts. You got some really short-form ones, and then you got some long-form stuff. You know, um, I'd, I'd like to be somewhere in the middle and just make a really fun show that people enjoy. But it's, you know, it's hard because you don't have a... Um, it, it's hard because 
you don't really have a lot to talk about, especially when you're one man. What am I supposed to talk about? You know, I guess I update you on how school's been, but I can't really tell you much else. I don't have, you know, friends that are painters or people in the industry. But there is some some things going on. But it's interesting, too, because I also have a bit of... Uh, I, I am acquainted with, you know, a few motovloggers and a few... Oh, God. I, I totally forgot, too. Um, the Between Two Wheels podcast. Those guys. That's uh, Bike and Bird on YouTube. And um, Uncle Ken and Johnny Roadblock. Those guys are doing a good thing. I don't... It, it's an enjoyable show. I enjoy it. It's, you know... Not necessarily my style. But I like it. I like it a lot. And it's not how you know my show is. My show is a solo show. and We had an interview. And I'd like to do more interviews. But it seems that... Not many people want to give much time to a fucking amateur podcaster. But, yeah, I, I, I want to keep doing it. Hopefully the the um, following will grow. You know, I'm not trying to screw people over or anything. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, get Patreon money or anything like that. I don't ask for any of that. I just ask for people to listen to what I have to say. And, you know, people aren't always going to agree. I definitely have said some stuff that's very controversial. But, you know, I think everyone has their own opinion. And it should stay that way. I'm not always going to agree with, you know, what another podcast says. Or how they do things. Or what they represent. But I'm still going to support them. Because I think that's important. I think, you know, I've talked about fighting the good fight. I think when it comes to motorcycling fighting the good fight is accepting that we're not all going to be the same and accepting that we are all in this together so like my podcast is small and there are podcasts with you know huge followings and crap load of episodes and that's awesome but we're still in this together. We're, we're still motorcycle podcasts. And it doesn't feel that way. Sometimes it feels like, oh, you're just an amateur, you know. But I have been thankful that, you know, guys like Bob Marshall have given me a shot. And I don't know if he sees the potential in me or if he just enjoys talking to me. But, you know, he, uh, he gave me a pretty kick-ass shout-out in his um in his podcast the last well, not the last episode it was the <coughs> the Z Traveler part 1 interview and that was very sweet of him i thought it was so cool that he gave me a shout out it made me i'll be honest it made me feel a little special you know i was like oh he cares that's nice and i've been mentioned you know in like other podcasts um, by you know people telling stories and they mention me or whatnot um, 
that's happened once, and that was pretty cool. And it just it feels nice, you know. That's why I try to represent and give shout-outs to everyone that I care about. You know, there's a lot of cool guys out there, and I want to promote those that are doing good stuff. So, yeah, of course I'm going to shout-out to, like, you know, Angel or Bob or, you know, the Fast Life podcast and stuff like that because just good stuff. So, I don't know. I guess, you know, I say that a lot too. I say I, I guess a lot. But if things do go well moving forward and we can build an audience and we can build a foundation, I don't think I'd ever do like a Patreon thing. I don't want the audience to ever have to pay for my stuff. I want it to be free and out there. And you could, I guess you'd call me kind of a hippie in that way. I don't want to charge people for anything. And I don't want to... You know, I don't do ads and stuff like that. I know Anchor puts an ad at the end of my episodes. But I don't want there to be ads chopped up in the episode. And that's why... You know, I have one sponsor, and I tell it, you know, in the beginning of the episode, because it's someone I care about, you know. TJ is awesome. I think what he's doing with his company is just so good and so important that it needs to be put out there. You know, I, I, I rock his stuff out here, and people say, oh, what's Talamine Outfitters? And I tell them about it, and then they check it out. So, yeah, I... I am a huge supporter of those that are trying to do good shit and fight the good fight. And that's what it's about. You know, this isn't about fame or recognition. This isn't about, well, I guess it is kind of about recognition because I'm shouting people out. But I'm not looking to make any money off of it. I'm not looking to, you know, quit my day job or anything like that. I just want to do this for fun because that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be talking about bikes. You know, I would hope that whoever's listening to this likes to talk about bikes because that's what it's about with me. I just, I want to have a cool motorcycle conversation. There are so many times where I've had good conversations with people and I wish I would have recorded it. So that's why I want to do this. That's why I want to get my friends on. That's why I brought Martin on, you know, because I wanted his input. I wanted people to hear his stories and stuff. You know, I want to bring people on because I want to have cool conversations with them about bikes and their lives and really learn about them. So, either way, you know, I, I just want to see the right people shown off, you know, and have interesting people, perspectives that you might not hear because these aren't, you know, I'm not really bringing on social media influencers. You know what I mean? I'm not bringing on people that have huge followings. I'm bringing on people that are real, you know, on the street level. You know, not fucking huge people in industries or stuff like that because I can't do it. You know? And I feel like that's my niche. Is like I bring people on who are in this industry, working in this industry or love this industry on the ground level the entry level in a way I'm the everyman's podcast because I'm not trying to be anything other than I am I guess that makes sense I don't really know 
but either which way, it's uh, it's really interesting, this whole podcast thing. I've been thinking about it, and it's funny. You know, I, I, I'll be at work and stuff, and I'll listen to other podcasts, and, you know, and then I, I think of things to talk about. There's a lot of different things to talk about. You know, what's Corporate Harley up to? You know, the Revolution Max engine. I'd love to talk about that. But because I haven't ridden those bikes and whatnot, I don't feel like I should be giving those kind of opinions, I guess. Because at this point, if you don't have any experience in something, I guess... And this is... I'll put it this way. I don't feel confident myself talking about certain things because I don't have experience in them. But I guess with the Revolution Max, since no one has experience with it yet... It's interesting to talk about. I mean, because the V-Rod was a kick-ass bike. But it was ugly as sin. And if you like V-Rods, that's cool. But it's not a very good-looking bike. And it doesn't handle very well. Even though, I mean, you'd you think it would uh, handle pretty good, but it doesn't. So... And the coyotes are screaming. I don't know. I'm just, I'm going off on tangents, so. But, I think I'm going to call it for this episode. Just let me know if you're listening. Hit me up. Send me a message. I'd really like to know who's listening to the show. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace.